You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. That's right, Moto fans, I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is episode 21 of the Always Moto podcast. As always, I'm your host, David Hogan. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you're here to hear what the updates are for the injuries that are happening in the Monster Energy AMA Supercross. Uh, And look, this week, we don't have any updates from elsewhere around the globe, uh, but this one will just purely be focused on those AMA updates. So thanks for joining us. We're talking injuries. We're here in the emergency department. And as always, it'll be all things injury in moto because hashtag injuries are a part of moto. This week's show, we'll be covering the injuries from round 14 and 15 of Monster Energy Supercross. Yes, I missed the week. Sorry, guys. Uh, There's been some stuff going on in the background that I haven't had control of, uh, but we're here. We're ready to go. We're going to give you those couple of updates from both rounds, from Atlanta and from the one just gone at Foxborough. So we'll be covering all that stuff, and we'll be looking at who might be coming back uh, at round what is it, round 16 this weekend, here we go, um, for Denver. Now, obviously, look, there's not many on the way back at this point in the year. <laughs> we'll keep that, we'll, we'll preface that right here, right now. So along the way, we'll also be doing some updates on the Always Moto Fantasy League that we play over on Pulp MX. Um, and look, this week, unfortunately, we have no interviews that we're going to add into the show. It's purely just going to be the injury updates and our Fantasy League updates. Uh, we did have TJ Albright lined up because he made his return from injury this week at his home race at Foxborough, which was pretty cool. Um, but he was unable. He went MIA on me when we had our uh, interview time. Uh, but we have lined it up. He should be on next week's uh, episode. Uh, so hopefully we'll be hearing from him and how the injury recovery went. And he actually came back just a little bit earlier than I would have expected him to just because of that home race there at Foxborough for him. So it would be interesting to see how that all went, if he was actually ready, if the bones were all healed, etc, etc. So looking forward to talking to TJ when we finally get the chance to catch up with TJ Albright, uh, hopefully next week for next week's show. So another big show, guys uh, and girls. It's going to be an awesome one here. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, and we appreciate the listening. Now, as always, this show is brought to you by... 
It's brought to you by me. <laughs> thought you had. I thought we had. You thought we got you for a second there. We don't have any sponsors as yet. We're still just bringing this to you, a la me and me alone. So it's always Moto. And look, we need your support to help this show keep going. Our t-shirts have arrived, people. They are here. We're no longer talking about a pre-order. We are talking about an order. So jump in. We want your $25 plus postage and handling to get this shirt on your backs or on your bodies, however you want to talk about it. We want you wearing these shirts at the track and promote us uh, and support us by that purchase. It's something that we need your support from. And also... For all the American listeners there, that 25 bucks post postage and handing, I'm talking Australian dollars. So you're probably going to get it a lot cheaper than that by the time the conversion rate goes through. So jump in there, support us there. I still want you to send us an email. We haven't got any order forms or anything set up. I'm not that good at that sort of stuff just yet. Um, but when I post this on our social media pages during the next week, once you've heard this podcast, you'll know what I'm talking about because you'll probably see the posts on Instagram. Um jump in we want you to either dm or email us so dm us on our social platforms or email me at alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com we want your t-shirt size we want your address uh, and then we'll set up through probably through paypal um, to do the payment transfer for that um, so that we can get those shirts on the way to you guys and you can start wearing them and and you can start supporting us by paying for the shirts that'd be fantastic so please put um, put those emails and DMs together, get them to us, and we can get you the shirts ASAP. So let's jump into the show. Uh, we're going to do injuries. We missed a couple of injuries. We missed actually one injury that's just come out a bit recently that I didn't uh, catch initially from St. Louis, so we'll cover that. Uh, then we've got Atlanta, and then we've got Foxborough. So let's jump straight into the one we missed. Uh, Joan Cross has actually broken a thumb that's required surgery. Uh, that happened at St. Louis when he flew into the wall, which some of you would have seen there. It was pretty, uh, pretty sudden stop, unfortunately, for, for Joan. Uh, but he, he attempted to ride again. I think he tried to ride Atlanta. Didn't go so well. Uh, so he has then actually uh, taken the surgery route. Uh, and he's been seen on social media uh, in the recovery rooms. Uh, and he's on the way to getting back to full health. So he's out now for obviously the rest of Supercross. That injury will be about a six to eight week recovery time frame, depending on if they want to take out any pins, if they've left anything in there like in that sense as a stabilizer. Now, interestingly enough, and I don't think I've covered this previously before, there's a couple of ways that surgeries get done with these bones, um, you know, when they're trying to repair the bones. Obviously, there's a plate and screw version. Now, if the, it, depending on where that, uh, where that fracture is, if it's on the middle of a long bone, say it's in the middle of your forearm, a plate and a screw is perfect, right? It'll go along there, it'll hold that bone together, that's it. But for these smaller type bones that are in, say, your hands and your wrists, they will plate them, yes. But to stabilize it, because you can't put a thumb in a perfectly you know, uh, immobilized position in a cast, uh, they will immobilize it by putting pins into the area so that it will then stop the movement that's available across the joint above and below. So that's the concept behind a, say for a forearm fracture, right? Say you broke that mid forearm, the cast would end up covering your elbow and your wrist because that's the joint above and below and that's why you pop it that's why they pop them in that sort of a um, of a cast um, to prevent the movement above and below which would then pressure on that fracture site which makes perfect sense so when they do this in the surgical sense they use these pins now those pins are then what would have to come out to allow the movement to return to normal 
Um, so depending on whether they just screwed and plated that fracture for Joan or whether they have then actually also inserted some pins to stabilize the movement, not sure. Didn't see any of his x-rays at this point. Uh, so we will have to see if he has to then get them removed. And that's soon where it goes from maybe just being a, a six-week recovery for the bone healing time to maybe an eight-week because at about that six-week four to six week mark, um, depending on the size and location, all these sorts of things, there's, there's factors that play into all that, but they would then have to take those pins back out to then allow the movement to return because the bone is now stable. So some things to consider there. I don't think Joan is one that usually does too much outdoors. I'm not sure on that one actually, um, but we'll have to see. He would definitely, if he is looking to do any outdoors this year, uh, he won't be in the first few, that's for sure. So yeah, so that's where it's up to for Joan. Let's move over to those injuries from Atlanta. Now, one that has sort of hung around but hasn't stopped him from racing is Rami Alves. He had a crash at Atlanta um, that he's then spoken about after the Foxborough main event because he wasn't able to complete the main event properly. Uh, he started it, looked everything looked good for the day, but he wasn't able to complete all the laps. He's then popped up a post you know, on his social media of a picture of his ankle and it is black. Uh, it doesn't look very good. It's swollen. The color in there is pretty epic. Uh, I dare say he's got a decent ankle sprain, sprain being ligament um, related, but there may also be some fracture or minor fracture related to that, um, which would potentially be like an avulsion fracture of a ligament. Doesn't look fantastic. He was able to ride, so that tells me it's just in that sprain level. He hasn't put out any more details. He also hasn't got back to us about confirming anything on that as yet. I expect him to probably do that potentially later this week. He's probably getting, because this week would be an off week for him being a West Coast, uh, an East Coast rider, and this week being a West Coast round for the, the lights guys. Uh, I expect he's getting some uh, investigations done there. But yeah, so Rami Alves has an ankle injury uh, and that's on top of a couple of other things that he's had this season with a concussion as well. Moving along, um, Caden Amarine had an injury at Atlanta in a heat race. He has broken a wrist. Now, I don't have any updates as to whether he's gone for the surgical route or if he's just doing the general you know, brace or cast. But if he does do either version, he's about a six-week recovery time frame, which isn't too bad. Uh, it's a fairly straightforward, normal sort of fracture time recovery. But uh, he was planning to do, or at least um, was thinking about setting up something for outdoors. The team, he's on Team Tedder, which is usually a Supercross-only deal. Uh, so he was looking into doing outdoors. He's probably going to have a little bit of a delay on that, obviously, from this injury. Uh, and I would expect he wouldn't be back until about round four to six, somewhere in that ballpark, depending on how, how the fitness goes when he gets first back on the bike uh, after the recovery time there. So keep an eye on that for Caden Amarine. Jordan Smith was another injury, but significant but minor. Um, he was able to ride through. He's broken his index finger on his left hand, which for many, many riders is basically your clutch finger. Uh, so he's having a bit of a struggle with operating the clutch at the moment. He's having to use a different finger, which is just, look, it's more just a coordination thing at that point. Um, obviously you get so familiar and so used to using your index finger and it builds up strength and, and coordination and you get this nice motor pattern that happens from your brain to your, to your finger. That there's just a, an automatic process. You don't have to think about it essentially. So when he's broken that and he's now having to use another finger, it will just slow him a tenth or so every corner when he wants to use that clutch because it's just not an automatic motor control 
pattern that he's going to to do because it's on the another finger and then the other part of that is that finger will probably fatigue over the main event because it's not used to being that finger that does the clutch effort uh, and he's then potentially going to have to go for two fingers or three fingers depending on how he's how struggling he's getting uh, which you know all these things can impact into things for like forearm pump which is a massive issue for, for a lot of these guys at different times so look he's having the ride around this index finger fracture um, and he was able to do so but he's probably glad that this week is a week off for the east coast guys i expect him to be there for the final east west showdown at St- at salt lake um but uh again he still won't be fully recovered by that time as much as it's a finger and it's a small bone and we usually talk about those as being somewhere in that four week range uh the fact that he's ridden on it once now um would still make it then basically four weeks from that last time that he's stressed it so that's going to put him you know full recovery just before outdoors so uh, i'm not sure of his plans for outdoors i'm not sure if that team is going outdoors um we'll have to wait and see um but uh yeah jordan smith riding with a fractured index finger on his left hand the main big injury from Atlanta, uh, unfortunately, was a bit of a uh, one of those pulp MX uh, favorites, Phil Nicoletti. Uh, he had that decent over-the-bars experience, uh, trip to Indonesia, as they say. Uh, he has broken an ulna. Uh, now, which, yes, an ulna fracture is a significant fracture. It's one of the main bones in your forearm there. For Phil, the complicating factor is the fact that he has previously broken that bone and he had previous surgery on that bone for the fracture repair. So he's broken that uh, ulna this time right next to the current existing surgical plate that was for the previous fracture. Now, that just complicates things in the sense that they have to then remove that plate, reposition a new plate, to then cover the new fracture, but they've also then got the the holes that the screws have come out of from the pre-existing plate that also then have to repair and fill in, basically. So the bone has to remodel um, in multiple areas, not just the fracture site as part of this. So it still should be a six to eight week recovery for him. Uh, it shouldn't really change anything. It's just more that the body's got to do a little bit more work to get that repair you know, under control and and it might just exactly stretch it out to the max there being six weeks. Um, so look, it's unfortunately gonna affect the, the, the preparedness he's gonna have for outdoors. He was gonna switch to a 450, um, and he still will, um, I expect for that, but it just means he's probably gonna miss the first one to three rounds of outdoors. So he might turn up at what's third round third round is usually colorado um we'll see if that's see if that's the case if he can be ready by that point uh he was looking really good this season which is a shame that this injury's occurred but as we say hashtag injuries are a part of moto and it just keeps happening this season there are so many injuries on this list that i've got uh for my stats that i'm keeping track of uh for the injuries uh this year it's insane we're up to a hundred and uh, 130 I think it is now it's insane much 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 more injuries than last year it's it's just incredible all right moving over to the injuries from Foxborough now we have an injury to Luke Nice uh, from the SGB Honda team there 
he we've been in touch with Luke. Um, we're hopefully going to get him on the uh, on the podcast as well in two weeks' time. Uh, he has fractured his scaphoid, uh, which is a tiny little bone just at the base of your thumb in the junction between your radius and then to the obviously to the thumb there it is one of the main bones in the wrist that is problematic for recovery Uh, it also reduces your grip strength Uh, it is a pain in the ass to recover from because it only gets blood from one end so if you break it in two the other end doesn't get any blood supply so it has to be touching for it to actually recover uh, and can sometimes be problematic i know this from experience i broke mine many years ago uh, and ended up with five surgeries on it to try and get bone grafts and everything to make it touch together because all the plates and screws that were used uh, didn't do shit for me basically Uh, so look hopefully hopefully all goes well for luke Luke has confirmed that he is getting surgery uh, basically the Friday before the uh, before this weekend's race at Denver. So we're hoping to give him a week or so to get recovered from that before we try and chat to him uh, and we'll get him on the podcast and see how it's all gone for him and, and what his plans are for the outdoors as well. Because again, I've said this before, but injuries at this point in the Supercross season suck more than usual because basically it starts to now affect your outdoor season your prep or your start of the outdoors because you miss the first few rounds so it's suck it's a sucky timing to have an injury at this point in the supercross uh, because it just throws everything out the other injury from Foxborough is also his teammate for Luke Nice. It's uh, Jeremy Hand on also on SGB Honda. Um, many of you would have seen that on the uh, on the coverage there of the TV. Uh, he got his hand stuck in the bike rear end of the bike. He actually told us that it was stuck between the spokes and the rear caliper. Uh, and luckily for for Jeremy, it didn't do that much damage. He broke his index finger on that uh, on that hand, and he also has a cut on the back of his hand that had to get stitched up. But considering that he's had his hand jammed in the spokes, uh, everything's come out pretty good, really. Uh, so he, he's got these stitches, but he has told me that if everything goes well with that wound, he's going to try and ride Salt Lake which would be awesome um, so see that get get worked out uh, again similar to um, Jordan Smith with the finger index you probably have to change his technique for um, for the you know the, the lever operations but uh, that's minor really if he can still get out there and race that's pretty damn good so who else we got on this I've just switched over a different screen uh, look that's it in terms of the injuries from Foxborough um, but riders returning this week, we've only got one, uh, and it's going to be Jerry Robin. Uh, he's coming back to race Denver. He's West Coast um, 250 guy. He is actually recovering from, and still technically recovering from, an AC joint separation. Now, we talk about these all the time, and I do this little run through about it's the it's the end of the collarbone where it meets your shoulder blade, and if that's sticking up, that's the, that's the AC sprain. There's a ligament that sits over the top of the end of the collarbone that joins to your scapula at that point at the end of the shoulder there, uh, and that ligament gets stretched or torn, and that's what makes that bone of the collarbone sit up. Now, for there's six different grades of that injury, and it just means about different levels of damage. Um, and one to three is the normal sort of range and they usually repair themselves okay. Um, everything goes back to normal, but the grades of four, five, and six usually require surgery. 
in chatting to Jerry today, uh, he's got a grade four and he said that he is just working it out. Um, he's going to try and ride. Things aren't probably fantastic for him, but it is something that he's going to potentially have to get looked at a bit further if this continues to be an issue for him. If he can't keep stability, if he can't keep strength, um, he's going to have to probably get something done about that. But at this stage, there's no plans for that. I think he's going to try and get through a bit more of the outdoor season to start with and see how things go. Uh, and he might then return to a specialist to then work out the plan so that he can be ready for Supercross 2023. But Jerry will be back. He'll be back for this one at Denver. If everything goes to plan, he'll be at Salt Lake as well. So that's the injury list. Again, sorry guys that we missed last week's podcast, so we had to double up on some of those updates there. You probably missed some of that information. Uh, But look, we're here now. Welcome back. We keep going. Right, moving on. (laughs) Uh, Moving over to the Fantasy Talk, guys. Now remembering... uh, the sponsors of the fantasy league for always moto we've got goat brand mx who are supplying us some knee brace socks to the to the winner of our league which will be determined after salt lake and then we've also got false neutral industries who are putting up a hat and a pair of sunnies for second place and for third place so it's a hat for one and a sunnies for the for the other position um, so guys please jump onto their um, social media pages like and subscribe to their pages over there so that's goat brand mx and it's false neutral industries uh, and support those guys that are supporting us on our league for pulp mx fantasy so from Foxborough, I want to have a little moment to myself here at this point. Uh, I'd like to just acknowledge that TJ from uh, Moto X Pod Show, I got 60 points over you, mate, this week. It was fantastic. Finally able to have a little gloat about how that's gone. I still only finished ninth in the league. That was ridiculous, guys. Uh, Jack Youngblood, I don't know how you do it, mate, every week. You, you're up there right up the top. 282 points for you, buddy. You won the won the round uh, from Hayden Wolf on 273. And Santa Quad, well done, buddy. 264. Uh, and oh, look, our man, Pulp275, uh, who is False Neutral Industries, he finally got back up there. He got 264 as well. Uh, and then we dropped down to fifth place is Clinton Fowler. He's uh, better known as Three Laps Down. He's the man with the stats that's in the booth um, supplying the, the commentary team with the stats for each round. So Clinton, well done, mate. You got fifth, 260. But yes, 242 for myself in ninth. And we scroll down the page. We just keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, there he is. There's Racing for the Sun, TJ. Oh, yeah, he got 180 in 19th in the league. Uh, well done, TJ. <laughs> All right, let's see what the... Now, this is where it have to go back the other way, right? So we go back to the overall series. Uh, positions we'll get this to load up here on the site uh, so leading the series and looking good for the knee brace socks he's got a little bit of a lead now he's got 22 points it's mx goat uh, he's leading over scrub and mbw and then we've got in third place it's uh, gmc 230 uh, and then fourth mosso 86 fifth is hayden wolf and sixth is jack youngblood now there is a bit of a tight battle there for that third position oh no they're just dropping off in the fourth look it's pretty first second and third is looking like it might be pretty well set but we'll have to wait and see oh and tj with that lovely round that you had last one where you got that 180 points uh you're in seventh now buddy dropping out 
Now for myself, I've dropped, I, I, I sort of stabilized, I'm at 14th, not happy, but it's okay. Uh, and look, we're, we're working our way through this one, but we're almost there guys for Supercross. Two rounds to go, make sure you post your team up, tag Always Moto, tag Goat Brand MX, tag False Neutral Industries, share it on your story, we'll share it around, we'll get some promo, uh, and we're gonna work out, try and work out over the next few weeks what we're doing for the outdoor series, and if we're gonna do some of these things again with some prizes and whatnot, so stay tuned on that side of things. But thanks for playing, guys, it's awesome. Awesome show this week, guys and girls. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us here on the Always Moto podcast. Uh, it's great to have your support and you listening to us here to get a little bit more insight into those rider injuries uh, that are happening week to week and just putting out that information that you might not hear or see or read from other sources because uh, we have a bit more of an in-depth look with my physio background uh, and that medical experience that I've got there in training and recovery and rehab and all that sort of stuff. We're trying to put out some decent, different information for you. So thank you for supporting us. Now, you can keep supporting us. Remember, we've got these t-shirts that we've got made. They are basically ready to go. They are $25 plus postage and handling. Now, that is not a very big expense and we really need your support. So please jump on, send us an email with an order, send us the size, send us how many you want. Uh, and remember, they're all in adult sizing, so from extra small through to, I think it's 2XL, um, send us those short orders. We're probably gonna do payment through through probably PayPal, um, so hopefully all you guys have that and you can send those things through that direction for us for the payments, uh, but email us. It's, the email is alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com. Now, social media-wise, keep following us, guys. If you're not already, I don't know why not, but you should be. Uh, we post up stuff week to week, day to day, uh, about all these injuries that we're getting information on from the riders, usually as it's happening. So you will get it quicker there than you will then just by waiting for this weekly update that we do here for the podcast. But we still want you to keep listening to the podcast, obviously. Please don't just turn off and look at the Instagrams and the social medias. We're on Twitter as well. So jump in there, guys. Uh, it's uh, We need you to follow us, save us, you know, subscribe to us. So on Twitter, on Instagram, on our YouTube channel uh, and even on these podcast apps. So no matter where you're listening to us, whether that's Stitcher, Apple, um, Spotify, all of those sorts of platforms, whichever is your favorite, make sure you subscribe to the feed, following us, like our stuff, reshare it. That's the big one for us. If you can reshare it on your own page, we get exposed to a few more uh, different listeners, which would be awesome to bring in more people into the show. And then that also just all these algorithms that they're using for who gets what information uh, in their feeds that they get suggestions for. We wanna be one of those suggested ones across the Moto community. So please get out there, share our information. That's what we need you to do. Uh, and that will help us immensely. So not only support us by, by purchasing a t-shirt, um, support us by reposting some of our stuff on social media, but make sure the main t message in all that is uh, like, follow, share, save, um, whatever it is, rate us, all that sort of stuff. But that's it for another show, guys and girls. Thank you for listening. Uh, love doing these things, but we appreciate your support as always. So remember, be smooth to be fast, because if you're not, I will probably be seeing you right here in the emergency department talking about it on the Always Moto podcast. Thanks for listening.